Hi, this is Jason Alviar, producer here at the On the Line podcast for the California Coalition for Youth, California Youth Crisis Line. Um, just a couple of notes on these upcoming episodes. Um, California and the United States have been uh, ordered to shelter in place. Uh, so uh, you may hear a uh, in audio quality than what you're used to if you've been listening since the beginning. Um, we are all recording this podcast from our own homes. So we are pretty much at the mercy of, you know, zooming in or Google Hangouting in or FaceTiming in. So uh, what you'll be hearing is uh, you'll be hearing our podcast hosts uh, recording this audio from home and sending it to me to compile it together for you guys. Um, also, we now have an email address that if you are looking to get any of your questions answered or if you want us to talk about something that you're interested in, uh, you can email us your suggestions at uh, podcast at calyouth.org. That's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at calyouth.org, C-A-L-Y-O-U-T-H dot org. We also want to remind everyone that even during this pandemic, our California Youth Crisis Line's phone number and chat functions are still operational. You can reach us via call or text at 1-800-843-5200. That's 1-800-843-5200. You can also reach us via chat online at calyouth.org slash chat. That's C-A-L-Y-O-U-T-H dot O-R-G slash C-H-A-T. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone. Um, welcome to another episode on of On the Line, COVID-19 Quarantine Edition. I'm Bianca. I'm Logan. And uh, today we're going to talk about loneliness. And with that, uh, Veronica, who is on the line with us, um, is a lead, our lead counselor and has been on a podcast before, um, unfortunately could not be here. Um, mm-hmm. but we wanted to get her take on loneliness um, and how she's been hearing it through the line um, and just like what she's heard so far and also like what we can do. So she typed up something for us that I'll kind of read through um, and that she's been noticing on the line that people are really struggling with anxiety and depression. And for those who really lack a strong support system for the virus are, are really struggling. And luckily our line is there to be a support system for folks who do need it. And again, our number is 1-800-843-5200. And you can text that number as well or chat with us online at calyouth.org if you need a support system or help finding one. And uh, getting professional mental health care right now is also a struggle. And if there was a way to connect uh, services um, before the virus, it's a little bit harder to connect it now, especially some of them are transitioning to an online format um, for video chat or through the phone, but it's still a hard time figuring out the best way to do that. And also meeting your counselor or meeting a therapist can be a bit of a struggle at times just because um, not every counselor or therapist is a good fit right away. And it's always good to have that connection. Um, and grief is also something that's been addressed on the line as well. Um, and we had a, a caller recently um, talk about 
losing friends to COVID-19. And, um, you know, I personally, I've seen on Facebook of like friends that I have either saying that they have COVID-19 or that they have family or friends impacted by COVID-19. Um, and it's, it, for those that are, have lost loved ones, it is a time of grieving. Um, and sometimes we, we think that things like this don't affect us or like aren't in part of our circles. Um, but even with the advent of social media, uh, it's really easy to find how connected we all are um, in general. And so this is a, a huge time for grieving and for finding a counselor. Like there's a lot of going on and that loneliness can really impact all of it together. Um, and that in general, people um, are grieving not only family members and friends, but like maybe the loss of a job or high school students like grieving their senior year or like their, all the activities that they could do for the last year or even college students who um, are not gonna be able to walk this, this um, spring. Um, it's just a lot of different things that can be impacted by what's going on. Um, and just people looking forward to plans that they had or um, you know, I've heard of weddings being canceled um, recently mm -hmm. uh, during this COVID-19 and I'm coping with that. Um, and those are kind of the, some of the things that she's been hearing on the line, some of the things I've been hearing um, in my own personal life and also on the line. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today is like other things you can do to kind of support yourself, who you can talk to. And again, as I said earlier, our line is open if you need anyone to talk to about um, the grieving process, uh, your loneliness or finding support systems or getting resources to you. And again, it's 1-800-843-5200. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, kind of lost, you know, opportunities for uh, celebrating milestones um, with COVID-19. And I think, um, you know, amidst all of the greeting of human life, um, there's definitely some missed milestones and there's definitely, I think, going to be a ripple effect from, you know, everything that's happened um, through COVID-19. So I think it's a good opportunity, if you haven't already, to start looking at all the things that kind of we've talked about as far as uh, self-care and um, also kind of looking at your resiliency um, because the, these are the times where your resiliency can definitely be tested um, through like situations of just unprecedented chaos and um, for some sadness, uh, grief, and things of that nature. So um, it would be a good opportunity to look into what your toolkit looks like. Um, are you being mindful? In your life are you um are you paying attention to things that could possibly be a trigger for you throughout your days uh, are you finding that your days are especially monotonous um it's really important to find small things to change throughout your days um sometimes to deal with some of the stress and some of the lost opportunities to kind of celebrate things. I know we just had spring break and a lot of families and a lot of people um, take the opportunity to have a vacation or do something fun. Um, and that was kind of also taken away. So it's um, 
a good opportunity to figure out how self-care is going to work for you in this time um, because where we are here in the state of California it looks like we're going to be in quarantine for at least um, at least the beginning of May um, at the very least and so it's kind of you know looking at ways to adapt and kind of finding your new normal um, you know amidst also grieving some of the things that you may have lost um so i want to turn the conversation over to to youth and how this might be impacting youth i know logan you touched on um how youth are not able to maybe do their graduation ceremonies um at the college level and at the high school level and i mean even it's it's even possible that based upon our timeline um, here in what some are saying that even some of our middle school and elementary school kids might miss out on some of their opportunities for, you know, their promotion ceremonies and things of that nature. So, um, do you, have you heard any specific, um, ways that youth have been impacted, uh, by COVID? Yeah, I think, um, kind of what you just touched on too, is like the, the different activities that, come with schooling or celebrations mm-hmm. have, been, have been ways that youth have been affected um, and family outings too or just spending time with with friends even um, that the the shelter in place is for a lot of folks that are social or that go out or meet with friends or meet up for group activities or whatever it is have been unable to do so and um, because that that's the only way that they've been doing things um, for so long or like that they, they, they it's hard to come up with other options and that it tends to happen for, with everybody if you mm-hmm. if you are doing something in one way or um have been doing it a certain way for a long period of time it's hard to think about doing it any other way mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know sometimes uh even you know here at home uh my partner and i play a game called uh why do you do it that way <laughs> which is <laughs> a fun game that no one wins Um, and, (laughs) and it's, it's just a thing that like, you know, like the, we are in our own habits and, uh, things that are, that just seem normal or typical to us that can, when we're have to think outside the box or think of it as a different way, it can be challenging. Um, whether it be just day-to-day tasks or even like, um, talking with other folks or participating in group activities, uh, whether that be online or anything like that. Um, and that like some of those things too, like on the line that I've heard um, is like, I can't, I can't like do, I can't communicate with this person anymore. I can't do the thing that I want to do that's outside. Um, and when we have conversations, it's like, well, there's, what are other things you enjoy doing? Like you, mm-hmm. you can't do that one thing now, but what are the things that you, you do enjoy doing or that you can do now? Or, or how could you do that given the current setting that you have? And some of them talk about wanting to give back to the community or do something like valuable with their time mm-hmm. um and with that being said uh i want to say that like we are looking for volunteers always at the crisis line and we are doing remotely as well too so if you are interested in getting back to the community you can always volunteer with um with us and to do that you can email me logan at calyouth.org um, mm-hmm. and i will send you the application and tell you the steps in the process as we are doing our training in may all virtually um so if you want to do that um, we do accept anyone over the age of 16 to do the training 
with us um, to cover the line. And there's also meetup groups that you can do too um, that are virtual little, virtual meetup groups or um, folks are still doing um, things on Discord, I've heard, um, which is a kind of chat app that gamers use or that anyone really uses um, for meetups. And like they might be going out and doing Pokemon Go, but like social distancing and like doing staying away, um, but also just communicating that way so that they can talk about what they're doing um, while also being safe or um, even going on like hikes just with like the people in your family or mm -hmm. with um, other things that you can try to, to kind of cope with either finding a new hobby or losing a hobby or losing connections that you've built and how to stay connected with folks via Zoom or the internet or Discord or whatever, Google Hangouts, whatever chat app you may use um, as a way of staying connected with folks that you see on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I, I know for us uh, as coworkers, we are on Zoom uh, at least twice a week. Um, yeah. Connected because uh, when you work full-time, uh, you are with that those, that group of people for a, a log, large amount of time. And it's weird to not see them every mm -hmm. day. Um, so that's a way that we stay connected with our, our kind of support system because we are supportive in our, in our working space too. I think another, I think another way that youth and uh, their, I would say caregivers, um, because it's not always your parents who are doing your caregiving. Um, are affected by this um, is the fact that a lot of youth have come back to school um, and have to do online instruction. Um, and the majority of the, you know, I guess proctoring <laughs> of this online instruction is falls, falls in the hands of caregivers. And unfortunately, um, I've been seeing on my social media and I've also been seeing kind of in the, in the media in general with parents kind of coming out and writing pieces about uh, how being the instructor in the home um, has affected them. And I just wanted to touch on this just briefly, um, that it can really affect your relationship uh, with your youth in your home as you may not be used to filling that role in their lives. And it can be frustrating um, because most caregivers are not trained as teaching professionals. Um, and so it's important to come out of this with your relationship intact, um, as opposed to um, kind of giving into the pressure of academic performance um always make sure that your youth are doing okay in this situation um because they may not be they may not be doing the best with not being able to go into their classroom environments with people that they know and that they see on a regular basis basically kind of what logan was talking about we go to work every day and we see the same people and in our case we like each other so it's <laughs> You know, it's it's we miss each other. We miss having that in-person dynamic, and so your youth are going to miss seeing their friends and seeing their teachers and seeing staff that they like to see. Um, you know, going to the lunchroom, doing all the things that they enjoy doing. Their extracurricular activities. Youth have lost a lot um, in this um, situation, and I think um, 
sometimes if you're an adult, you don't think about how much they've lost and how much of a life shift that they've gone through. This is a major transition for a lot of youth. And so it's important that even though you're responsible for the instruction, that if you see kind of a rift in your relationship or you see kind of a rift in them able to focus or uh, they, they seem very irritable. I, I believe we touched on this um, on another episode, but can't say it enough. Um, really pay attention and take the temperature of your youth and know when to just say, okay, just we, we can stop for the day and you can have some time um, and maybe we can do something fun where you can have time, you know, time to yourself, depending on, you know, your youth's temperament and what they do to recharge. Um, and another another thing that I've been reading that I found interesting is understanding that your kids typically don't need a full uninterrupted six to seven, eight hours, depending on your school, of instruction. Um, and they may not be able to handle it at home. Um, and so understanding your youth's limits um, so that they don't necessarily succumb to that pressure um, on top of feeling lonely and on top of feeling disconnected from the people that they know um, on a regular basis. Um, they have you, but understand that a lot of youth who are in you know, school have kind of a nuanced and maybe even complex system of friends and acquaintances and they have their own support systems and so it may be difficult for them to um, communicate in a way that makes sense to you as an adult. Um, and so really give your youth some grace and some credence at this, at this time um, because it is very difficult. And I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying too, Bianca, about um, what you've been reading, uh, how students can't maybe can't handle so much um, instruction time just because I, mm -hmm. I'm thinking back to like my own experience in elementary or not elementary but like middle school high school yeah um, at least um, or even you know elementary school too just like that the content wasn't um, so cut and dry of like you're doing this for like six four six hours or whatever it was you know we had breaks recess for mm -hmm. elementary school we had breaks and lunch and um, brunch whatever from middle school high school but even just like in the classroom too if we're um, doing one subject it wouldn't be you're doing this specific thing with like a lecture for two and a half hours had a block schedule or whatever it was right it was broken up into like group work into um you know answering questions into maybe writing or reading um all different kinds of modalities of, of studying or even watching a movie in a different class like it wasn't mm -hmm. so much of one topic or like so many different topics all shoved in your face at once mm -hmm. um so i think that makes sense and that that's transition into like home teaching is uh is different it's very different and how do you do that when you're not taught how to had like actually do home instruction or anything like that or you know when you just said like did you do your homework or like make sure you study read whatever you have to do from like parents or guardians or whoever may not be fully aware of like what it means to be a teacher if they're not a mm -hmm. teacher already um and some things for like caregivers as well uh, to pay attention to, and we've talked about this before, is that there's physiological kind of responses that come up mm -hmm. for mental mental health or anything. Like if there's the feeling loneliness, it can develop into physical symptoms too. Yeah. So, um, or even grief too can develop into like actual physical pain, um, tiredness, seclusion, um, 
just de a decline in physical health uh, in mm -hmm. general and to be aware of what's going on and asking questions um, because if they're not able to communicate depending on how old they are um, or just if they're not very good at communication in general whatever it is that any kind of breakdown of communication can lead into physical symptoms mm -hmm. of any kind with your mental health and knowing when to when things seem off um, and some yeah, and some of the, some of those uh, some of those symptoms sometimes to look out for um, can be, you know, stomach aches. Um, it could be even nausea. It could be just a general um, general like missing an appetite. You know, um, you're not eating as much. Uh, I talked about a little bit before irritability is a big thing with youth um especially our younger kids um you see if you see more tantrums you see more um uh, quickness to cry uh, that may be a sign that things are not okay um right. and that you may want to sit down and say you know how you doing are you doing okay with not being able to see your friends or your teachers like how are you feeling mm -hmm. um and in that in that case just to be just really mindful of of just those small symptoms that you may think that are attributed to something else um youth often have a really hard time explaining how they feel in a complex way when something that has not happened to them happens um and we may miss the mark because we are looking for something different or we might be looking at what uh loneliness or even if it gets you know further than that because youth definitely do experience depression um we may be looking at what adults may exhibit but we're missing the signs of youth and how they may um how that might manifest so um just really be mindful of like the small things and um let your youth know that um you know you'll be there to make sure that they're safe um and that you're there to talk to them no matter what um and no matter how they're feeling and that if they're feeling sad or they're feeling um disconnected that talking is not a burden um and you know letting them know too that if you're stressed out that it's also okay for them to come to you and that they're not necessarily adding to your stress or they're not going to make you mad uh because kids often see how you behave and act accordingly um our youth are very observant and very uh, often more temperature takers than we are sometimes and so uh just being very explicit about how you're there for them through this time uh because it's hard for all of us uh imagine you know how hard it is for a group of people that you know may feel very powerless right now because they don't have a whole lot of control over their lives um, and one more, I want to add like, just like some quick tip to, to like, before we wrap up, um, here, but, um, I've been also reading that like for, for helping with loneliness too, is, is, uh, getting companionship, um, whether that be, um, people talking about their, their partner, like finding more ways to connect with their partners, um, or, it, or whoever they live with in general, whether that be roommates, mm -hmm. family members, um, and such, or, um, 
people have also been going and adopting a lot of uh, shelter animals too. Mm -hmm. So if that is an option in your household, that's something that you could consider as like a way of helping out your community and like by adopting a local pet. Uh, yeah. Or uh, if that's not feasible for you, um, whether it's like where you live um, or uh, whatever it may be, because I know that having a pet is not an option for everybody. Allergies, there's so many different reasons why to not have a pet, um, yeah. but there's other alternatives too. So like possibly a fish, fish um, <laughs> is easy, easy to take care of. And it's a way of like having something to take care of um, for yourself or for your, your kids or for youth in your home, or even like gardening or planting could be could be a way to you can get something easy like a succulent as something that like you give responsibility to and something that they take care of um, mm -hmm. or for even yourself um, as a way of like you know I have to get up and, and do this part of my routine now that it's like I'm taking care of another another life um, or um, even some people enjoy gardening too it, can, it doesn't have to be a chore if that's an option there's many different ways to, to build that companionship if there's like you can't have a living animal it's like there's other plants or other things you can do too so just like being creative with what you can do to build companionship is, is mm -hmm. uh, always a great idea something that you can just think about and uh, see if that's something that works for you whether it be an animal or or a plant or even just finding ways to better communicate with the people you live with mm -hmm. um, too so i recommend some books like nonviolent communication as for people we live with or um yeah seven principles for making a successful marriage if you are trying to build relationship with your partner um mm -hmm. there's a lot of things in there that are really helpful to just like learn more about who you who you're dating or married to or whoever um or even if you're single too there's some really good things in there about like what what is a quality partner uh, mm -hmm. whether that be same sex or or heterosexual whatever it is what what would work for you and helps you figure out your own boundaries and what you want a partner to I think that, and I also think we should, <laughs> right before we, we wrap up, and I don't think we touched on it, but uh, using technology to, to increase companionship, um, there are a few ways that you can increase technology, and you can increase uh, companionship through technology, and I know, like Logan, for instance, you had here recently like a game night over Zoom, um, and for people who... Um, can't use Zoom because Zoom does have a cost associated with it. Um, there's definitely your FaceTimes, your Google, um, I think it's called Hangouts or Meet now. Yep. Um, meet. Yeah, it's called Google Meet now. And so it's an opportunity, those, those two things, depending on what your device is, is free. So there's no cost associated with it. There are also other ways um, to connect that are free. I believe Facebook Messenger has a video uh, tool as well. So, and of course, you know, there are people who go live on Facebook or Instagram, uh, Snapchat and things of that nature. Uh, there are a lot of ways to connect to people and just to see their face and um, to connect that way because sometimes that's needed. Um, you might need something a little bit more than just hearing a voice over the phone. So um, just looking at technology and free technology and how to increase your engagement with people, I think this would be a good opportunity to, you know, look at games where you could play with your friends, um, especially for our youth who don't get a lot of contact with their friends. Um, that's a very good, a good way to connect again, too. So there's a lot of technology out there that you can take advantage of uh, that is low cost or free. Uh, that you can use to connect with people. Um, so as 
both of us said, we are wrapping up. Uh, that just about ends our conversation on loneliness today. Um, thank you for joining us here at the line. And uh, we look forward to another episode with you again. Thanks. And uh, one more thing before we go, I know I mentioned it like earlier in this is that Again, we are looking for volunteers. So if you are interested, please email me at logan at calyouth.org. Um, and we can talk about volunteer opportunities that we do have. If you're not interested in being a crisis counselor, um, we do have other uh, volunteer opportunities that you may be a better fit for you. Um, and again, our number is 1-800-843-5200. Um, and you can reach us through chat. So you can text that number or go onto calyouth.org to connect with the counselor there. And these volunteer positions are remote, so you mm -hmm. do not need to come to our offices and, and volunteer with us that way. Um, it'll be from the comfort of your own home, as well as mm -hmm. all the training that we do as well. Thank you for listening to On the Line with Bianca and Logan. The California Youth Crisis Line is a program funded by the California Office of Emergency Services. We are a free call and text crisis line open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Youth family, and friends experiencing crisis can talk to one of our counselors today by calling or texting 800-843-5200. Again, that's 800-843-5200. Or visiting us at www.calyouth.org CYCL. Our hosts are Bianca Christian and Logan Scheidler, and our producer is Jason Alviar. Check